Welcome to Minx Your Morning, a podcast and Instagram live show brought to you by me, Liat Horowitz, your coach and cheerleader, helping you live the life you love. This is the daily dose of motivation you need to lift your spirits, clarify your goals, and set your intentions for a power day ahead. Stick with me to learn how to minx your morning and elevate your life. Today's Minx Your Morning is all about relationships with your significant other. Something that I'm guessing quite a few of you have struggled with at some point during this pandemic. I'm excited to share with you my discussion with psychotherapist and relationship expert, Alison Villa, as she helps uncover some thoughts and insights into how to navigate relationship challenges. Let's get into this. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for being here. This like just this energizes me. And I know we've been trying to connect for a really long time. So thank you for your time, your beautiful, calm energy. Whenever I look at your content and see what you're doing, I honestly, genuinely, I feel calmer. I don't know what you have going on with you, but you you have this ability to make people like grounded and feel calm. So clearly you're good at what you're doing. Oh, thank you for saying that. Of course, of course. So this is Alison, friends. If you are new to me, my name is Liat. I'm a results coach. And Alison is a psychotherapist and relationship expert, as well as her own podcast host of a podcast called Couplehood. When I was brainstorming over the summer about who I wanted to interview on this next season, let's call it, of Minx Your Morning, which is both the IG Live and the podcast, your name, it was like front and center, it was so obvious. Because whether or not you're going through a challenging time in your relationship or relationships in general, it is always something that could be improved. There's always a little nugget of gold, right? That we can pick up from someone else. And so your name was just front and center on my list. And I'm happy to be able to get into this with you. First, I just want to know, how are you? Like, how was your summer? How's the fall treating you? It's going well. I mean, I would, I, you know me, I like to get real and honest right away. There's been ups and downs for all Mm. of us. And so I would be lying if I said, you know, everything's great and fantastic all the time. It's been ups and downs. You know, there's been nervousness, anxiousness, excitement, all of these things mixed together. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm, even in this moment, what I'm sitting with, but for the most part, you know, trying to honor the process, the journey that we're all living through at this moment in time. Amen. I hear you. Okay. So, Leanne, how are you? Can we check in with you? How are you? you? That's kind. I am, I'm doing well. Thank you. There's a lot going on. I am in the end, coming to the end of a home renovation that I have been super patient about. Mm-hmm. And I find that as you get to the end, it's hard to stay as patient. So I'm working on that and very psyched about what I'm doing in my coaching business coming forward in the next few months. And so I'm trying to like just roll it out in a clear and concise manner so I can really make the impact that I'd like to make. I'm sure you feel the same, right? With mm-hmm. this full energy. So thank mm-hmm. you for asking. That's very kind. Okay. You're welcome. So these visions, you have multiple visions coming together right now. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, and you kind of you kind of gave me a very natural in with our first question, and that is this concept of you know the transition with the seasons that we're going through. Because yes. you have mentioned that you, I don't know if it's a, it's something you've come up with, and we want to hear more about it. This concept of the four seasons of relationships. So we're going to dive straight into it, Alison. We would love to understand. Tell us about your definitions and what it means for us. Yes. So I created the four relationship seasons after witnessing and noticing themes and patterns in every relationship that I was working with. So in my own personal relationship with my own husband, with when I'm working in my private practice with individuals, with couples, I noticed that we all go through similar patterns, but we didn't have language to name the patterns. And instead Mm. what I would hear is things aren't going well. And then, and then when things aren't going well, it's the self-judgment and the shame or the blame on the other or the the blame on the self. And I thought, whoa, this is, this happens to all of us. How can we take the shame and blame out of it so that we can name, oh, right, this is a season. We're not going to be stuck in this forever. This, right. So it was to help name what we all go through and normalize the seasons of every relationship. That is absolutely powerful because it changes the whole narrative, like you said, from blame and judgment. And then when you realize that this this has a potential end date or transition into another season, that's the implication, right? It mm-hmm. lightens the whole experience. So that's amazing. Do you want to share with us what those are? Absolutely. <laughs> so there are four seasons coping, coasting, connected, and confident. And we flow through them usually in that order. So it's the same thing as with the seasons and the weather. I mean, right now we're entering the fall, but some days are really, really sunny. And then some days are really cool. But we know for the most part that summer is coming to an end and we're moving into the next season. It's the same idea with the relationship seasons. You might feel like we're having a really great day. So we must be in the confident season, but maybe you just had a baby and And that pulls all of your time and energy. So, you know, you're probably in the coping season. It doesn't mean that you don't have sunny days or good days. Mm. You know, it's not all or nothing. That's the thing. The seasons. Interesting. So Mm -hmm. those C's, right. So it's coping. Coping. I always make notes. Tell me again. Yes. (laughs) Coping. Coping. Coasting. Coasting. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. And then connecting. You got it. And confident. Yes. See, you got it already. Connecting and confident. I know this might sound like perhaps a naive question, but is there a timing that one would put to these seasons? Like, could you say on average, mm-hmm. coping lasts X amount of time? Or is there another metric or something that can show you when you're in that season and moving out of it? It's a great question. Great question. So, Typically, each season will last at minimum three to four months, same as a season in the weather. So think about it. Whenever you're moving through something big in your life, it's not just one day it's done and you're moving on. There is slow transition time. So at minimum, each season would be four months. And for example, I'm using the example of having a baby because that's one that many can relate to, right? The first year, it's very, very common for a couple to be in the coping season for the whole year, Mm -hmm. right? So, and also finding that gentleness with yourself that, oh yeah, we're in the coping season, which means our expectations of our relationship, it's going to be different. And that helps everybody 
adjust and align on expectations, which is usually where ruptures happen when <sighs> expectations are not in alignment. Absolutely. Those <laughs> yeah. expectations are key because when we put ourselves up on a pedestal with expectations attached, mm. it, you know, it, it just, you say rupture, what a word, mm. what a word, right? It is so clear. You can feel it. That mm. breakdown happens right then and there. That is fascinating. I want to ask you one more question about this. What is the big difference between coping and coasting? Mm, great question. So coping is when there's an external factor, a move, a change in job, a, a, a new baby, a renovation, right? Something really big, an ex, a pandemic, an external factor that pulls all of your time and energy away from your couple. Mm. It's not to say that there isn't love and respect there. There's also internal factors, breakdowns of trust, affairs that can also contribute to putting a couple into the mm. coping season. Mm. So something big, think something big or many, many things that are layered. That would be okay. usually putting someone into the coping season. Coasting is when you're just getting to the other side of that big thing. I see. And you're finding your feet again. And maybe, and usually when you go through something big, it changes you. Mm. And so when you're in coasting, you're trying to find yourself again. Yes. Re-identify. And yes. as a couple, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, this is powerful. And I'm going to give you a chance, but I just want to know how does one work on this with you? If a couple comes to you and you're identifying which stage and season they're in, how does that couple or individual, I'm not sure if you do that either, how do you work through these seasons with them? Mm -hmm. It's a great question. So first I would say, start, I have a free quiz where everybody can just go and figure out what season am I in today? And people take the quiz over and over and over because <laughs> we're always changing and evolving. Yeah. You're changing yeah. seasons. So number one, name the season that helps you identify what your needs are. So if you're in the coping season, there's certain action steps that will support you. And then same with coasting, different action steps connected. It's when we look at relationship and family vision. Mm. And then when you're in the confidence season, that's when we start exploring your intimacy vision. And so I do that with couples in one-on-one -on -one work, as yes. well as in my online membership program, Couples Sandbox, where I also guide our community through that. I am listening to you. And all I'm thinking about is surely every couple should do this. Like it kind of sounds like a no-brainer, right? It, it normalizes everybody's experience. Honestly, we all go through this. And it's really interesting to see when people have these conversations together and couples hear from each other. In Sandbox, we do live calls yes. every other week and it's so normalizing. And people are like, ooh, live calls with other people yeah. talking about our relationship. But honestly, I mean, I've done this work for so long that we create a really safe space and mm. it's very open and honest. And then you just feel like, oh, I'm having a human experience. And so is everyone else around me. There is a magic that happens in a group that mm. if you know, you know right? If you're part of it and you've done it before, you get it. But I fully understand that hesitancy for some people to expose and open up with potential strangers, right? And others in the group. But I completely understand it. I feel the same with my groups. It's like it, there's a magic that happens when people start to share and understand each other and support each other, mm. even silently by just listening. Right. Next question. And what I loved about you is that you sent me some ideas of content, which 
was great. Thank you so much. Because when I was looking through your content, I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. So we're going to try weave it in together today. The next question is, you spoke about how a breakdown in your relationship actually led to a breakthrough for you. Mm -hmm. And this, when I read it, I was like, I had to know more. Could you please tell us about that? Yes, yes. So the short version of the story is in 2017, our daughters were, I think, three and five. And so at that point, you know, my husband and I had been really intentional about the life we were building. We felt like, yes, we're doing all these things we said we would do. You know, we have these beautiful children. We we live in the place and the home and the city that we want to be in. But we're not feeling how we thought we might feel. So at that moment in time, we were very much passing the baton. He was working nine to five. I was seeing clients in the evening. So he would come home. And for anyone with, with young kids, you know, like when your partner comes home at a certain time at like 5 p.m., everybody is exhausted. And really, it's like there's, you're, we're not seeing the best of each other. And so for us, what was happening, I'll say from my experience, I felt like, I don't like who I am and I don't like how he is witnessing me at this, mm. the times of day, like we're at our worst at these moments, you know, the kids are tired. I'm tired. I'm waiting for him to come home. I'm stressed so that I can get to my work. And I really had, for me, it was a breakdown moment of what are we doing here? Why are we doing all of this? Because we said we we set out to do these things and we're doing them, but we're not feeling good in them. So what ultimately is the point? Why are we doing it? Mm. And right. And I thought, okay, I really want to like touch base with him. Is he honestly happy with this life that, that we're building? And that when I did ask him, he said, yeah, I, I am happy. And I was almost like devastated because I thought, oh my gosh, mm. if you're happy with how this is going and I feel like a shell of myself, then what does that mean about our marriage? Yeah. And it prompted very meaningful conversation for us. And eventually he was able to really reflect on his own stuff because sometimes we all have different timelines. And for him, he wasn't really ready to go deeply inwards and ask himself, am I happy? It's a hard question to really ask. Absolutely. Especially when you're kind of on autopilot and just doing what you think life expects of you and what you think yes. your life should be. Yes. I love yes. that. Yes. Okay. So the short, we ended up having this big conversation and eventually we said, we need to pause if we say that our values are to spend time as a family and as a couple, we need to be doing that in our everyday life. And so we said, let's take a family sabbatical. We're going to pause, put pause on everything. So we moved to Mexico for four months and rented at our house and had an incredibly bonding family experience, which obviously when you do that, it changes who you are. So that was the breakdown. It felt like a breakdown. Like, what are we doing here? Mm. It ended up being an incredible breakthrough. And when you take care of your couple, it is a gift to your children. We forget that. Completely. Wow. Mm. That is so refreshing. And the reason also that this really piqued my interest is because my husband and I talk all the time, you know, we love to travel. We met whilst we were backpacking through yes. South America. And so adult life and having children and parenthood and mortgages and all these things, yes. it really solidifies where you're at physically. Mm-hmm. And so it's much harder to question where you are geographically. Mm-hmm. And so during COVID, we spoke a lot about like, you know, we would love to go and live in Costa Rica for a few months or travel here or do this or do that. Mm-hmm. That is of high value to us as a couple. 
and as a family. And so the fact that you made that happen, you know, it's one thing to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but then to actually take it to the next level and make it happen is really remarkable. What do you attribute the success of your being able to actually do it rather than just speak about it? Like what made it possible to Mm -hmm. move and change it? How did you make that work? Well, it is definitely the foundational work of what are your values, right? So starting with what are your values? And if those are your values, are you reflecting those in your day-to-day life? So starting with, for us, it was, what are our values? Why are we doing what we're doing every day? And we were doing it to pay our mortgage. Exactly what you're saying. We're hustling so we can live where we live and pay our mortgage. And, and we thought, okay, wait, <laughs> are we living? Is, does it feel like living and life and joy? And so that was when, once we had the vision, and this is a really big thing, when you have the clarity of the vision, then you can take take steps towards that vision together, right? Absolutely. So if you don't have the clarity of the vision and the reason, the values supporting that vision, then it will just be words. Absolutely. Okay, so the clarity is important. I would say that completely resonates because it's the same with the results that I try coach my clients on getting is Mm -hmm. you first have to figure out what it is precisely and specifically that you're working towards and that you want so that you can then make the, the game plan to make it happen. Yes. So that makes sense to me completely. I love it. But you didn't just end up in Mexico for four months. <laughs> am I right? That's correct. We loved it there so much. We found an amazing school for our children, which we did not plan for those four months. Our children didn't go to school. But when we were there, we ended up meeting other families and making connections and building community. And we found this really awesome school for the kids. And we thought, you know what? I think we need to do this for longer. And so that was when we already had, you know, our flights were already booked to come back to Toronto. So we came back to Toronto after the four months, but we actually drove our car from Toronto back to Mexico and lived there for a year. And then we drove back again. So the kids had a full school year there, completely immersed in wow. Spanish. Yeah. And wow, again, all of the personal growth for all of us, the whole family. That is magnificent. Okay. The rest... We'll have to talk about another dot, time. Dot, dot, dot. And then I you moved to the country. <laughs> and then you moved to the country. Aren't you building a house now or renovating yes. a house? Yes, I'm yes. watching along. Interesting. So it's really changed the whole trajectory of your family story and legacy, it sounds like. Yes, but it always starts with you as a couple being aligned. Don't be afraid to jump and do the things that bring you joy. When you are in joy and in alignment as a couple, it filters to your children. They will be okay. You are their secure base, right? Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. I hope you're all listening to this. It's amazing. (laughs) All right. Let's talk quickly about perfectionism because that is something that in relationships and of course in parenthood, if you're striving for that consistently, I'm going to use your word, it might rupture things. (laughs) Yes. So let's talk about that. I'd love to hear about your thoughts on this topic. Yeah. So perfectionism, often when we, people have resistance around this word. So I just want to acknowledge that Mm -hmm. first is that, well, Mm -hmm. well, I'm not a perfectionist. Like I can let things go, but sometimes we have our own version of perfection. And that typically is what perfectionism looks like. Mm -hmm. So for you, it might be like, I'm going to accomplish, you know, on my list today, I have 11 things. Let's be honest. Okay. Maybe it's like 111 things. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for a perfectionist, if you accomplish 110 of those things, it feels like failure. Mm. So just if you're listening and you're thinking, Ooh, am I a perfectionist? 
check in with yourself. If you notice like you're really hard on yourself, if you don't complete one of the things that you would hope to complete, that might be a little bit of a sign, right? That you are leaning towards those perfectionist tendencies. And here's the thing is that sometimes being a perfectionist, it really works and you get a lot of positive feedback from it until you don't. So as a parent, as a mother, as a business owner, it's really important that you find self-compassion with yourself and adjust your own expectations so that you model that for everybody in your own life. I call myself a recovering perfectionist because this is so ingrained in me so deeply that I, I literally have to work at it every single day wow. to put it down. And uh, I know that that's really common for, for so many parents. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I think we all need that reminder. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if we don't put it down ourselves, the world will like put us up against a wall and yeah. it will hit hard. Yeah. 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 And, It'll slap you in the face. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I hear you. I'm curious to ask you, if someone is watching this or listening to this at some point and they just feel totally overwhelmed and they feel helpless and they don't know where to start because whatever issue is going on in their relationship or whatever season they're dealing with in their relationship is really just, they feel like they're at rock bottom. Where do you suggest that couple starts? I always say you have to start with yourself first. Start with naming where you are, checking in with yourself. How are you feeling? What's going on? Why is it going on? Go inwards to ask yourself those questions because then you can come together with your partner to then express how you're feeling and what's going on. And if you're in a relationship where you can unpack that together, and to say like, something's going on with me. Can we chat about it? Or what's going on with you? I noticed something is different. If that, if you're able to do that, start there. Really asking each other, how are you? It's so simple, but we, we gloss over it. And so the simple curiosity for your partner and for yourself is the first, first place to begin. Simple curiosity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like such a novel idea because what happens when you ask someone, how are you? They immediately, they immediately just say, I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? Or I'm good. How are you? Like you say, you gloss over it. It's such a script that you repeat on such a daily basis that you don't actually stop to think about it. Mm-hmm. I'll take it one step further though. What if the person knows something is not ideal or in flow, mm-hmm. but they're not sure why or what it is? I mean, I know what I do when I'm in this phase. If I know something is bothering me, but I'm not sure what it is, I can't move forward. I have to figure it out because I have to name it, feel it, understand it to move forward, especially with home stuff and family stuff and relationships. So I'll often just say to my husband, okay, I just need to kind of like get it all out. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the issue is. I I don't even know what's kind of there, but I can feel something. So I just need to like share it all and try to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And so most of the time he's like, sure. Okay. Throw it at me. Sometimes Mm -hmm. he likes to give me suggestions and like get involved. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, just hear it. (laughs) Right. You kind of need a sounding board to just put it out there in order to try to figure it out. So I'm curious what you would say to that. If someone's not even sure what's wrong or what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Leanne, I love that example so much, right? Because what you just described is like, I just need to get this out and sort through it. Mm. And I don't need anybody's input, but I need to be witnessed in that. 
Yes. So this is, this is a great point is find your person. It doesn't have to be your partner. I want to be very clear and it's okay. If it's not your partner, we all need to have other supportive people in our lives outside of our partner. It's a gift to your relationship. I promise you. Mm-hmm. So if, if your partner is not the person to unpack that with, it's okay. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be a therapist. It could be the, who is your safe person? Mm-hmm. So what you need to do, it's what you described. It's like, we're all carrying around the backpack, but what we need to do is sometimes take off the backpack, put everything out on the floor mm-hmm. and reorganize like what's going on here. I've been adding some more stuff in there and now it's all messed up and I need yes. to get clarity. Right. And you oh, don't oh. need someone else to mess with it. You just need someone to watch you unpack it. That's it. Oh, absolutely. Okay. We're speaking the same language. I love it. And I love that analogy of the backpack. I might have to steal it. <laughs> steal away. Oh, that is amazing. Thank you, Alice. And honestly, I do. I really feel calmer and I just feel more clarity after talking with you. So whoever works with you is obviously very, very lucky. I'd love to know how people can find you. How can they connect with you and work with you? Tell us. Well, they can find me at allisonvilla.com and my first name and last name both have two L's. I was going to say double L, double L. <laughs> double L, double L and both have an I, allisonvilla.com and definitely go take the free quiz. So allisonvilla.com slash quiz to find out your relationship season. Mm-hmm. I also have a free workshop coming up all about how to stay connected as a couple and as a family. Ooh. So I will share that with you or maybe in the comments, it'll be on my Instagram yes, and please. on my website. Yeah. So you can find definitely. Me on Instagram. When, when is it? I want to know. I want to attend. It is September 26th. Beautiful. Well, your work is amazing. I like love your vibe. Thank you so, so much. Oh, and thank uh, you, Leah. Thank you for holding this space and sharing your course. energy and gifts. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Minx Your Morning. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, I would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review, rate this episode, and also subscribe to the Minx Your Morning podcast. That way, other passionate and driven people just like you will be able to find it. And if you're interested in kickstarting your dream life, book a complimentary trial coaching call with me over at www. .liadhorovitz.com and come and hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at Liat Horovitz. Have a minxful day and see you next time.